Welcome to Tori Studio, the podcast. I'm your host, Tori Hill. I'm a nature lover, skinny dipper, traveler, and proud creator of the Rinse and Repeat Wellness Program. Empowering others to break free and step into their own dreams is what lights me up. Through my personal experience with anxiety and unworthiness, I know firsthand what is required for true self-growth, and I'm here to spill all of it to you. Whether your vision is to feel more peace in your life, identify your dreams, or take action towards them, this podcast is for you. Now is all we have, so let's get started. In this podcast guest episode, I interviewed my friend, Haley Fien. In our conversation, we talked about Haley's experience hiking the long trail alone. And if you do not know what the long trail is, it is a hiking trail that runs through the entire state of Vermont. It is just shy of 300 miles, and Haley did this by herself. So I was really excited to get her on the podcast so I could pick her brain on what type of mindset she was in when she made this decision and as she proceeded with this journey. And I was also really curious about what she gained from the the entire thing. So in this episode, you are going to recognize that there are two really big things, two big patterns coming up of gratitude and trust. Trusting the timing of life, trusting where you're at right now, right here. And Haley has a really cool way of infusing these ideas into into this conversation. So at the end, if you loved this episode, I encourage you to reach out to us. Our Instagram links are in the show notes below. And let us know what resonated. We would absolutely love to hear from you. Yay, we have Haley in the house. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Haley. Of course. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. So I always like to tell the listeners how I know you. So how did I connect with Haley? And um, my friend Kelsey is great friends with Haley. And when I was visiting Kelsey in Waterbury, Vermont, Um, we all went on a hike together and it was so nice to get to know you. And I actually feel like I already had met you because when friends love one another, they just want to talk about each other all the time. And Kelsey's definitely done that with you. And so, you know, I feel like you're my good friend too. So (laughs) this is going to be a conversation. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm so excited. Um, yeah, that's, Kelsey did the same thing with you too. So I felt like I knew you before I knew you too. And I'm really excited for this specific episode, Haley, because I have been interviewing a lot of amazing individuals who have 
created careers and entrepreneurial journeys around their passions and hobbies. And I think that what makes this conversation so important and unique is that you have not done that. You were here to talk about how you have been a badass in just living out your passions and hobbies and how independent you have been throughout the process. And I just, I'm, I really want the listeners who are in this community, in this podcast community to know that you don't need to create a business. If you love something, you can just love it to love it. And that's what I really want to bring here today. And I think you represent that really nicely. So thank you for being here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I think it's the life that I'm living, I'm constantly discovering and figuring out new passions and and energies or areas that I want to um, continue giving energy to. Um, So I moved out to Vermont from the Midwest. um, And I, you know, I moved around a lot as a kid. So I've kind of experienced like the South and and the Northeast um, has for sure been a special place in my heart. And you know, I was a theater kid in high school. <laughs> I danced. Um, that was like the extent of my activity. I wasn't, you know, super out outdoorsy. Um, I always wanted to be though. Yeah. Um, you know, it was always something I admired from kind of like far away. Like I'd love to be someone someday that like goes out and hikes and backpacks and does all these things. Um, but I hated bugs. <laughs> like I've always been fine with getting dirty but bugs I had like a really big fear of so I was like nah that's never gonna be me Mm -hmm. um and like you know we would go camping as you know family growing up um so a little bit of involvement but it was never like independently on my own out there um yeah but when I moved to Vermont um yeah, I moved to Vermont in November of 2019, um, and I have family here, so I was living with family at the time. And you, had you been here before? I had, yeah. Um, I had been, you know, a couple of visits, um, but the summer after I graduated college, I actually moved here to help take care of a family member who was ill, mm-hmm. and I lived here for the summer, mm-hmm. uh, the same family that I lived with once I moved up, and absolutely just fell in love with Vermont and the Green Mountain State and um, my uncle's farm and just how like simple and active Mm -hmm. everything was. And I think that was kind of my first taste of like, wow, I need activity. I need nature in my life. Like um, just was so calming and um, just became really important, I think. Once I left, I wanted to come back right away. Right. Yeah. Was that one of the first experiences of you really spending time in nature and for, you know, like I I know you're saying that you danced and you were curious about nature, but you hadn't really experienced it on a more regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was definitely when it became integrated more into my like everyday life, mm-hmm. uh, whether it was like my uncle has a farm and he raises beef cattle. 
-hmm. and they have horses his property is my everything like my goal property um but they have some trails back behind back behind their house we would go on trail walks and or just like a walk up into the field and then we helped with haying and helped with the garden we were just out in it it was part of our day um and that was kind of when it became really integral integral for me to have that um in my life yeah like you get a taste of it and then you just wanted more you're like this whole new way of living that I've never done and I want and it clicks with me Mm -hmm. yeah and I went when I moved back after living here for the summer you know I was kind of in this uncertain place for a while where I didn't really have a direction Mm -hmm. um I didn't I wasn't sure what I was gonna do career-wise I wasn't you know just had a lot of uncertainty. I was sitting in uncertainty and it was really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I, I had moved back in with my parents at one point, like went through some pretty big life changes and then was just kind of sitting in this uncertainty. And the one thing that I kept going back to was, God, I just want to be in Vermont. I just miss Vermont. And, you know, I had family, they would be like, when are you coming back? It's like, I'm going to come back eventually. Yeah. Um, so but that, that was kind of the thing that really stuck with me. I was like, wait a minute, there's something here. Yeah. And you just, you felt this little tug of desire to come back. So how did you, how did you pull the trigger? How did that happen? How did you like um, make that decision? That's a big yeah. move. I mean, yeah, well, um, you know, it was something I thought about for a while. Um, and then, but, you know, I was actively searching for jobs back in um, where I was living, New Albany, Indiana, and and surrounding, um, surrounding area. And nothing was really coming together for me. And I was like, just, you know, what do I, I had the thought, I was like, what do I have to lose? Yeah. And we gathered for a family gathering in, in Maine. Um, I think it was October um, of 2019. And, you know, I was talking to my family and they were like, seriously, like, what is holding you back? Yeah. Why aren't you? Yeah. And I realized that nothing was. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to move. I don't have a job, but I'm going to figure everything out. Like, I'll work as a ski lift operate like I'll work at a resort whatever like I'll figure it out when I get there but I just need to get there yeah and then I made that decision um and then I found the job that I'm at currently on a job search engine Mm -hmm. applied for it um I got an email about an interview like the next day and they were like can you interview tomorrow I'm like I'm not there yet (laughs) I'm not in Vermont yet (laughs) can you wait until next week and uh you know I had the interview and I got the job and that's you know I've been with um been with the team at Spruce Peak Performing Arts Center ever since wow and I feel like I see this pattern often and I want to know if this resonates it sounds like the more you said yes to your desires, life said yes, right back to you. Is that true for you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
there's something about trusting the timing yeah that really like that resonates with me so much and anytime i'm in a challenging season um you know i just have to remind myself of that and the way that everything fell together for me once i made the decision to move Mm -hmm. was like miraculous so yeah i love uh, that okay and now we need to talk about your big solo adventure hiking the long trail okay because you're telling me that you did not grow. I mean, you spent time in nature as a kid, but not a lot. And then when you visited your family in Vermont, you were like, oh, I, I want to be here in nature. This clicks for me. Mm-hmm. You don't you didn't like bugs and you know, you're, you moved to this new state. That's, I know you have family here, but it's not where you're from. It's far away from where you grew up. Mm-hmm. So how the hell did you decide <laughs> <laughs> and hiking the long trail alone. I'm so curious about that. Um, yeah. So, you know, gosh, it, when I moved up here, yeah, you know, I didn't really have a community that supported any of that um, for the first few months. Um, so the first couple of months when I moved up here, I was kind of just like focusing on, you know, I've got the job, I'll figure things out. And then I had to find a place to live um, and the housing market here uh, is a challenge. It's much more of a challenge now yeah. <laughs> with anyone, anyone in New England trying to rent or buy and knows that. Right. Um, I, I think a lot of places as well, but you know, that, that was a bit of a challenge because, you know, the places that were available were either an hour commute for me for work. So that's right you know, mm-hmm. really involved or just so expensive and, you know, it and limited too. Um, yep. And I ended up finding my apartment, which is where I'm in right now. Um, <laughs> and it's in Waterbury. And then I moved in March 1st and then the world shut down. Um, so I moved in by myself right before the pandemic. Oh my and- God lived working remotely by myself um especially in those first few months of uncertainty like alone I was like totally isolated wow and um but I I appreciate that those moments because you know I think I was like as as an adult you realize like making friends is a lot more difficult then then you realize you're like wow this should not be this hard yeah and so I (laughs) think right um you know especially when you strip away activities and you strip away like going out to restaurants or bar like places that you'd naturally meet people Mm -hmm. and we didn't have any of that um but luckily in my building I noticed that there was a girl who appeared to be about my age Um, and I noticed that she had a roommate, um, Q, Kelsey and Abby, who are my literal angels and I love them so much. Um, and without them, this obviously wouldn't be happening. Um, but you know, I think I met, I met Abby first. We just kind of went on a walk 
and then I met Kelsey later and Kelsey and I just clicked mm-hmm. um you know we both I had gotten into hiking but I'd gone out and done it on my own just like in the in the time in the spring like when the weather was a little bit nicer and you know we decided to go out on a hike together as kind of one of our first hangouts um and we we really just clicked like she is my soul sister like i love her to death and she was actually the one who mentioned the long trail to me because i didn't i had no idea what the long trail was even after living in vermont for six months Mm -hmm. and can you tell the listeners what it is for those no idea yeah so the long trail which i didn't know for a really long time existed um is it's actually the oldest uh through hiking trail in the country um it's a 272 mile long trail that runs the length of vermont so from massachusetts up to the canadian border it kind of runs right through the middle of the state Mm -hmm. basically um and so kelsey had told me about this and you know we'd kind of thrown around the idea of um yeah you know one day like we're gonna hike it together for sure like you know throwing it out there and then one of the i forget we were having a conversation i'm like wait kelsey why don't we why don't we do it i think it was over the summer after we've gotten into we'd done a bunch of hikes together um and you know she was like you gotta get backpacking stuff so she encouraged me to to get out and like having community, I think was, was a, a great catalyst for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and also some friends that she introduced us to, they all worked at a wilderness therapy, <laughs> a wilderness therapy program. So it's just like, I, I started to, to know people that were fully immersed in, you know, kind of outdoor adventure world. And, yeah. um, I felt could, you know, help support me as I got into it. Yeah. And they help normalize it too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's, you know, this is a little off topic, but just like the more, the longer I've lived here, the more you realize like you have to be kind of integrated. You have to really get involved or like find something that you're passionate about and get out and do it because, you know, the winters and and stick season and mud season, like the seasons can be really rough if you don't have your thing. Yes, agreed, um, totally. Which is like an immense privilege to be able to have those mm-hmm. those moments and to be able to, to recognize like, okay, I need this in my life and those passions. And um, and and so, so I think having that kind of baseline of a community that would support me getting into it, um, the conversation was brought up and, you know, we, Kelsey and I decided to, um, give it a shot. We applied for the time from work. We both got approved. Uh, and then we started planning and it was like, we were jumping in a couple weeks out kind of thing. So then I'm like, or maybe it was like a month or so, month or so out. And, Um, you know, we start planning, I start, you know, getting my gear and, um, I think we hit the, 
we timed it so that there were like sales for Labor Day, I think. Where <laughs> we just so yeah, it just happened to fall. Um, so I was able to get like a bunch of gear on sale. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also knew like, and I'm fortunate that I can th- that I was able to make the investment into this gear because it's not right. cheap. Yeah. But I knew that it was like something I wanted to get into mm-hmm. and that I would want to have for a long time. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the conversation, we started planning and then she found out that her work wasn't going to allow her the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was faced with the decision of what do I do? Ooh. Do I do it on my own or do I bail too? Mm-hmm. Um, and I sat with that for a while and, you know, I said, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Like I, if I'm going to do it anywhere, like I'm going to do it here. And if I don't like it, then, you know, I'm close enough to support that I, you know, can have someone come and get me kind yeah. of thing. Like I can get off the trail if I want to. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, it was kind of when I was faced with that, like, do it or don't, I decided to do it, wow. which I know is a really roundabout way to get to that answer to that question. <laughs> no, that's perfect because I was going to ask you if you had decided to do it alone initially or with someone else. And this story is really interesting. And I think that people are going to be able to kind of picture themselves in this scenario and wonder what they would do. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, a few years before all of this happened, could you ever picture yourself doing this? Um, honestly, no, I don't. I mean, I... Um, my mom has a lot of siblings and one of my uncles, her brother, mm-hmm. my uncle Mike is a, an avid hiker. He's a double, triple crown hiker. And if you don't know what, you know, hiking for, for those that don't know long distance hiking, um, there's the Pacific Crest Trail, the Continental Divide Trail, and then the Appalachian Trail. And those are like the three biggest in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be a triple crown hiker, that means that you have completed each of those trails and he's a double triple crown hiker. Um, So he has, yeah. And and he's a really big inspiration for me um, because, you know, he does them in sections Mm -hmm. a lot. um, And he raises, he hikes to raise money for a foundation that he started. So he's just really so rad. Um, and you can find him on gohawkeye.com if you're curious (laughs) to plug, because he's actually out on the CDT now. He's doing a thousand miles of the CDT to raise money for his foundation, um, that they purchase equipment for adaptive ski programs out in Telluride. So Telluride, Colorado is where he lives. Um, but yeah, so I'd, I'd had him as a reference. And, you know, growing up, we lived in Georgia at one point, and he was doing the Appalachian Trail. So I know, I remember he, I think we helped him out for that. And then he sent postcards of kind of like, where is he around? Um, 
So I'd always had that as a reference mm -hmm. of like, oh, that'd be cool, but I could never do that right um kind of thing and and genuinely like you know i think there's you have an idea of the person you want to be and i always wanted to be you know an outdoorsy like backpacking girl yeah um, that could do both you know uh like or or could do anything yeah um and so it's cool that i've come into that um and, and living that version yes. of myself. Yeah. Fuck yes. I love that so much. And what you're saying is so important for people to hear, because I think that we have, we all have this vision for our future selves and the person who we'd really love to be and the person who we're trying to blossom into. And sometimes you need to just adopt that future version of you and adopt the mentality that they would have and fucking do the thing that, that you're kind of scared to do right now and step into that person who you are becoming. And I think this yeah. is a really beautiful example of you doing that. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, I, I think that also like when I think back on, like, I don't see myself a version of myself without these passions mm -hmm. in the future. Like they are integrated into my being now because they have not only like just physical benefits um, of, you know, being more active, exercising, you know, the endorphins of all of that um, that come along with an active lifestyle, but also mentally, like it's yeah. such, there's so much clarity Mm -hmm. Um, and, and also something that's really stuck is just like a general gratitude practice. Yeah. Totally. That, and that was one of the things that like was every day yeah. when I was out there hiking and that I think made my experience so, so wonderful. Wow. That's amazing. And it's so funny because you're literally listing the first three habits in rinse and repeat with your <laughs> physical movement and gratitude. So I'm glad that those things worked for you too. Yeah. Um, so I want, oh, actually I had a really funny visual when you were talking. I feel like you know, in Twilight, how the werewolves like imprint on one another, like as if they become partners in life. I feel like Vermont imprinted on you. Yeah, I, I, it really did. It's like, I don't see, I don't know how long, you know, I don't know what the future holds, but I think the version of myself that I am now is a, is a baseline of growth forward. And, um, I wouldn't be that without, without this place. So yeah, I definitely agree. I love it. So Haley, I want to know during your preparation. So Kelsey is unable to go with you and you've made a, a decision to do it anyway alone. And that's a really big decision. And I'm wondering during your preparation now, knowing that you're going alone, was there any resistance coming up for you? And if so, how did you work through it? Mm, that's a good question. Um, 
You know, I don't know if there was much resistance, but I, I think something that I have realized is I am not a planner. <laughs> I do not plan very well. Um, so when it came to planning, um, the section that Kelsey and I, because we had started planning together. So essentially I took what we had planned together and then I was like, well, you know, I'll figure it out. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, doing the entirety, the 273 miles in the three weeks was a huge task. And as I was trying to plan some mileage, I was just, I didn't see a way of doing it, especially um, just not knowing what I was capable of because the terrain around here is really rocky. It's really rugged. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it's my first, it was my first ever big hike. So I didn't really know what to expect. Um, so the, in that moment, I think as I was looking at, you know, mileage wise, I was like, this doesn't seem possible in the time that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't want to push it and hurt myself. Mm -hmm. um, so I decided to drop down to 200 miles instead mm -hmm. of doing the full 273. So I still have that 73 miles left, um, but it'll happen sooner rather than later. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I think that was kind of, and that was a little bit disappointing. I think I was a little bit disappointed that I was like, okay, I have to be realistic here and not. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I might've been able to do it. Um, but I think it just seemed like a, a better idea for me to, you know, do a big section and knock that out and see, see how it worked or see how it went kind of yeah. thing. And I feel like that's a safety thing and an enjoyment thing. You don't want to rush through you know, like I'd rather do 200 quality spectacular miles than trying to fit the whole thing in. I feel right. like definitely I I would do the same thing as you did. Right. Yeah, I think my, I can't remember if it was like my average would have had to be like 18 miles a day or something to do it in a lot of time. Yeah. Um, Plus I also had like a couple of rest days built in because so of the three weeks, I think like two, I was built in as like zero days, you know, where you don't really, you don't hike any, um, because your body does need to rest. That is essential. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think it, it worked out the way, you know, I think it was, it, it happened the way it needed to happen. Yes. Um, and I, you know, I'm just excited to, to see what, see what the last section has in yeah. store for me, but. Definitely. And we're going back to that theme that you keep bringing up of just trusting the timing of everything and just really surrendering to that and letting that be okay. Yeah. Um, so I have a question for you about being alone. It's kind of a two-part question. The first question is, have you always been okay being alone? And I ask this because I noticed that a lot of people are uncomfortable with being with themselves, especially in solitude like you were in. And I'm wondering, um, was that coming up for you? And 
if that was uncomfortable, how did you work through it? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone experiences um, moments of, of loneliness in, in life. Um, and I think something about like tying back to my childhood and, and moving around so much. Um, while I had friends, I've never had like a deep set community, mm -hmm. right? In yeah. one location. Um, other, I mean, Indiana was, when we lived in Southern Indiana, that was the closest I'd, I'd really had to that community. But then you become an adult and you're out on your own. Um, and so, so while I felt community, I'm also very comfortable, you know, on my, I, you know, I'm kind of a yeah. little bit introverted. I kind of keep to myself a little bit. And, um, and I think the experience of moving to a new place and not knowing anyone, like mm -hmm. not having a, a community in your new home, yeah. um, also paired with a global pandemic where the world shuts down <laughs> and you're forced to only spend time with yourself. Yeah. You know, I think I got very comfortable in, in the weeks or in the months leading up to um, going out on the hike mm -hmm. with being by myself yeah. um, and appreciated the social interaction that I had. Um, so yeah, the, there were definitely, so I think all of that kind of prepared me for this, this kind of solo adventure. Yeah. Um, and, and out on the hike itself, you know, I think, yeah, there were moments where I was totally alone myself like I would go a whole day without seeing anyone but basically I hiked shelter to shelter and at the shelters you would usually there would be at least one person there in my experience there was always at least one other person there um and getting started I would hike by myself during the day but then the same people would be at the shelters so it was kind of like there were some familiar faces um and and that was really nice because I had that time for myself. And if there was a challenging moment, I was able to like work through it alone. I wasn't, I didn't have anyone that was like waiting on me or or that, you know, my energy was affecting. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, I think reminding myself that like how, how, grateful that's where the gratitude practice came in i feel like because um you know how lucky am i how fortunate am i to be able to uh a have access to all of this mm -hmm. uh, b be able to move in this way like my body was able to carry me over mountains mm -hmm. with like a 50 pound pack on my back maybe it wasn't 50 but a, a pack on my back and you know I think in these moments, I just kept reminding myself like of how grateful I was to be out there and experiencing it. Um, and, you know, I think as the trip went on, I, I got the best of both worlds in a sense that, you know, I had my solo hike, you know, I was able to be on my own kind of initially. And then I did find like a little trail family that, you know, kind of made my experience that um, 
was what it was like they made my experience the way it was and mm-hmm. so I really enjoyed having both uh having the opportunity to experience both kind of like the solo part of the adventure and then having that support yeah that seems like such a nice combination like the sweet spot almost um I have to know did you have a trail name <laughs> I do uh my trail name is tiny dancer oh my god I love yeah. that <laughs> yeah um there was a hiker and his name was late start and he was on the uh Appalachian Trail I think the New England stretch of the Appalachian Trail and um I think the friend somehow the um someone asked what I did Mm -hmm. and I said you know I used to I worked in performing arts and um someone asked you did you used to be a dancer and then that made him think of the Friends episode where Phoebe thinks the lyrics to Tiny Dancer are Tony Danza. (laughs) And so initially he was like, do you want your trail name? Tony Danza. There you go. I was like, um, that doesn't resonate. (laughs) Tiny Dancer is fine. That's hilarious. Um, I love that. Yeah, so that's that's how I got my trail name. And, uh, you know, I think the funny thing about trail names is I think they change every, you know, some people stick with it and really resonates, but sometimes it takes a while to, to find one and yeah. stick, so. Yeah, I love now, that. That's yeah. so cool. Um, and I want to pick your brain about the listeners who may be thinking to themselves, like, I'm not physically fit enough. I could never do that alone. I would be too scared at night. What if wildlife approached me? Like, I think that big adventures, especially when you're alone, can feel so intimidating that people do not even entertain the idea because those beliefs and fears come up so loudly that they just stop and they don't go any farther. And I'm wondering, did you have thoughts like that? Like it's too dangerous. Um, what if I get hurt? Like, like nighttime that might freak some people out. So how did you work through that? And what advice would you give people? Mm, Yeah. I mean, I think for me, um, I while I had concerns, I think the proximity to for for me the proximity to home was kind of a a big thing that I realized. I was like, okay, I'm I'm never more than a few hours away from home, and yeah. um, you know I think most stretches of the trail there are there's self-service so so I'm never without communication and it's a pretty busy trail like it's heavily trafficked and the Green Mountain Club does a really great job of maintaining and there's caretakers at some of the shelters so there's people along the way Mm -hmm. um and so I think that gave me a lot of peace of mind Mm -hmm. um but I did I was a little uncertain I did you know carry a knife Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, well, it was mainly for cooking, but it was also protective. Um, I personally had a pepper spray, like a small pepper spray. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I think if you are hesitant about 
wildlife or um or a concern like that Mm -hmm. um just really doing like the preparatory research yeah and having a baseline of okay this is how I would handle that situation Mm -hmm. if I were presented in it um and so just like doing the work to be prepared Mm -hmm. I think is is really important but also most of the time in my experience like any of the animals that are out in the wilderness like they're more scared of you than you are of them. Um, Now I, I am really fortunate in the sense that I have never encountered like a predatory animal. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that I don't know how I would handle, (laughs) but um, my experience, I was really fortunate that, you know, I, I trusted the skills that I had and, um, and, and I would encourage, you know, it doesn't have to be a huge, like, you don't have to go out on a huge, long mm-hmm. hike yeah. uh, if you're wanting to kind of get into it. And I think uh, initially the first few nights out there for me by myself, um, I wasn't fully alone because I had, you know, people around yeah. uh, at the shelters. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I did an overnight the other weekend by myself i actually hiked up on the long trail at the app gap and stayed up in um one of the huts by myself the ski ski lodge um and i did have some moments of like oh do i want to be up here by myself like i think that's natural to have those anxious moments when you're feeling a little vulnerable or or, you're alone Mm -hmm. um but i just had to remind myself like you know those feel like valid, my feelings are valid and and that's natural. And and so I recognize them, but then I try to release them um, because, you know, that's, it's not why I'm out there. I'm out there to enjoy myself, to step away from, you know, the craziness of life and and just, you know, be comfortable being with myself. So um, yeah, that's, I don't know if I fully answered the question. No, but. Yeah. Totally. I, I think that what I'm hearing is you're saying like, yeah, of course these fears and concerns come up and I have had moments of feeling uncomfortable, but reminding yourself that first that's okay to feel that way. And second, um, that this isn't why I'm out here to worry. I'm out here to engross myself in nature and feel at peace and unwind and detach a bit and reminding yourself of that of the reason why you even started of your why is so important yeah Uh, I feel like I told I'm going to share the fears that I would cut that I would have about doing what you did I would be afraid of getting lost I would be afraid of the ticks (laughs) And I would be afraid of people who do not have good motives. Those Mm. are the three things that I would feel really uncomfortable with. Did, did anything like, what would you tell me? What would, what advice would you give me with your experience? Well, so, so with, with getting lost, um, something that, the the thing about the long trail, um, and I think most most trails are marked with blazes. Um, 
And the Long Trail in particular has white blazes on the trees. Mm-hmm. It's in both directions. Um, and one thing, because I had some moments like that myself, um, and I would realize, I'd be walking along and I would realize, you know, I have, wait a second, I haven't seen a white blaze in a while. And I would look up and there would be one right in front of me on, like, as soon as I had any doubt, Uh there was one right ahead of me. And I just kept reminding myself that was part of the the gratitude practice too. And just like trusting the trail Um, that, you know, you're, you're going where you need to go. And if you have uncertainty, like, I kept a pocket map mm-hmm. on me, but but usually if there was ever a moment where I felt turned around, I would kind of just like take a second, recenter myself, mm-hmm. and then I would look and there would be a blaze like that. Mm-hmm. So so I was really lucky in that sense, but I would say just trust the trail yeah. um, and trust your instincts if you feel like you know, wait a second, I haven't seen a marker in a while. Take a second, regroup, check out a map. Um, a lot of apps, like I used the Gut Hook app, which is kind of a digital GPS trail map. Um, so I would pull that out sometimes and I would check my GPS on that. Yeah. Um, just to double check, just to be sure and um, for a sanity check. And so that was really... That was great to have as a reference, but I also had a paper map just in case because technology is faulty. You never know. Um, You know, I would say with with ticks, obviously uh, you do have to watch out for those. We do live in Vermont. It is tick country. Um, I think I was pretty fortunate in the timing that I was on the trail, um, which I guess ticks now are year round, but when, I was out there end of September into October. So it was starting to get cooler. Yeah. Um, so bug wise, I didn't really deal with a ton. That's awesome. A ton of them, which I was really thankful for. Um, yeah. <laughs> referencing my original, my original bug uh, phobia. Um, but, and then for the third one, uh, you know, I think it is, it's definitely important, especially as women to be kind of aware of, of who is around, mm-hmm. but genuinely everyone that I met that was out on the trail was such a kind, genuine human being. And, um, it's fascinating to hear everyone's stories Yeah, and, um, I never felt like there was any kind of malicious or m- like un- like I, I didn't feel that vibe from anyone. Yeah. You really. Um, and yeah, yeah. I didn't feel threatened at all. Um, I mean, I remember there was one night where it was just myself and this other gentleman, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, we were around kind of the fire area and he gave me some weird energy, but it wasn't threatening. It was just like, okay, I'm going to go back to my tent and have my space over here. Um, and and you can stay over here. (laughs) That's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think in, in that circumstance, 
Now, I don't know what it's like on other trails. Um, I've heard that like the Appalachian Trail, there's some sections that, you know, you need to be aware of. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, I think that's a, that's something that through experiencing and meeting people, you realize like everyone out there is so well intended or or they're on their own journey like if they're not really communicating like they're everyone has their own reasons for why they're out there so yeah and I just I I think the theme of this podcast episode which I didn't I didn't expect it's trust like you're really bringing that home for us so thank you for that reminder I think it's so incredibly important you're saying like trust the trail, trust that you're going to be able to do it, trust the timing, trust the people. I love this so much, Haley. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think a lot like coupling that, like the, the gratitude practice coupled with the trust, Mm -hmm. like was so monumental for me. Um, and, and yeah, that's, that's what I would just encourage encourage trust and you know if you don't do you never know so if you don't try you'll you'll never know um and I think that's what with everything that I've gotten into all of the activities in Vermont um because it's really easy um you know to to get into or I think it's necessary to have Mm -hmm have your outlet, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you could start, if you want to get out in nature, start by just like going on a walk, like a trail walk, a walk on a dirt road, like, you know, yeah. just to ease into it. And if you like that time, then see, okay, how can I, how can I build on this? Yeah. Um, but it is easy to like get lost in it all. And it, and these activities can get really expensive yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just trusting the, trusting the timing of everything, I think. Totally. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And before I ask you the fleeting eight, where I have eight questions and you answer each one right off the bat. I want you, I I have one more question and I'm wondering if you have, I know this might be hard. Was there anything wild that came up during your journey on the long trail? Anything scary or beautiful or unexpected there? If you could recall and share one memory what would it be? I know that's a hard one. Mm, that's a hard one, but there, I mean, so <laughs> one moment that really stuck out for me was um, we had just taken, I this is when I was hiking with my trail family and we had just taken a zero day at um, one of the shelters right before you hike over Mount Mansfield, which is the tallest mountain in Vermont. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to do this kind of tricky descent over the chin and down. Uh, it's really steep. It's just not not super. <laughs> I don't know. It was something that was really scary for me because I actually am afraid of heights um, in some regard, which is funny that I hike mountains. Um, <laughs> but we had started the day 
I realized I had forgotten my rain jacket because we had just been in town. I left it and then we got back out on trail. And I was like, darn, don't have it. So, you know, I'd started the day. I was kind of like layered up in just like the two shirts that I had and um, was like, I think I was making a video on my phone about, you know, how today was going to be a good day, even though it was like, it was a little cold and rainy and we took a zero the day before. And um, I had caught up to one of the girls we were, I was hiking with, uh, mm -hmm. Sarah, and there was this root ledge almost that, so it was like, kind of had to maneuver down these roots and then it was like a bit of a drop. Uh -huh. And I think I was saying something to her and all of a sudden, I, I think to myself, oh, I should put my phone away and like focus on like getting down this obstacle in front of me. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I had that thought, somehow my foot slipped. I heard a pop and I tumbled down the hill. Oh <laughs> and I was just it was like I didn't see it she saw it but she was like that was out of a movie like that was classic trip fall tumble like oh. absolutely ate it oh no <laughs> and she's like checking in on me I'm good I like sit up of course because I have my pack on me so my pack's like mangled like I tumbled right Oh no. So I unclip my pack. I just kind of sit up and get myself like reoriented, right? And she's like, Are you good? Like checking in on me. I'm fine. Like I'm good. Keep going. Like we'll touch base before, like at the next shelter before we do the ascent. Um, because we were gonna summit together. Mm -hmm. And and I found it to be quite comical, honestly. When I started hiking again, I was like, God damn, I was just about, I was making a video about how it was going to be a great day and I was so grateful to be out here and it was going to be awesome. And then I fucking fell and ate it and like, oh, I, but, but I couldn't help but laugh because I was like, you know what, that like, of course, of course, but I'm still out here. I'm still, I was still able to walk, but I did, there was a lot of discomfort. Yeah. in it in my ankle mm -hmm. um and so we I meet her before the summit um and my ankle is swollen um and so I wrap it I take some ibuprofen you know I do everything I can because I'm like I have to make it I I have no choice I'm at this point I have to summit this mountain and get down if I want to go into town right to check like check on my ankle and so ended up doing that. Um, and I found out after the hike, um, so I, I went and took a rest day, like a, a night in town, um, got some more tape, got some ibuprofen, and then got back out on the trail mm -hmm. uh, and continued the rest of the hike with that. I found out though that I had sprained my ankle Ooh. and then I continued to hike a hundred miles on it basically. So <laughs> oh my god. That was um that was a really interesting moment because I could have easily quit but I didn't. Mm -hmm. Um 
And it just kind of, I think that made me also be like much more aware of my self while I was hiking, because I was aware of, you know, the steps I was taking and aftercare when I was done hiking at the end of the day, like making sure that I took care of my body and, you know, slept with my feet elevated and, and I built in that care routine mm-hmm. going forward. Um, and I think that really helped in the longevity of just my physical being. Yeah. I was out there. Wow. Oh my gosh. I can totally picture all of that happening. And I love picturing you just laughing after. I, yeah. I love that. Oh yeah. My gosh. Are yeah. you ready for the fleeting eight where I ask you eight questions and after each one, you tell me your immediate response? Yes, I'm okay. ready. Where is your favorite place in nature? Oh, water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does it matter if it's like fresh water or salt water or anywhere? Um, I like clean water. Yeah. <laughs> so any, if it doesn't matter if it's salt or fresh, but if it's like clean, yeah. I'm so there for it. Yes. What is your favorite exercise or movement activity? I would say bar bar classes. Yeah. Love those. What is something that you're grateful for right now? This conversation. Uh, Me too. What is a mantra or affirmation that has helped you? Trust the timing. Fuck yeah. Love it. (laughs) What is your definition of self-care? Oh, I think rest. Hmm. What is a random act of kindness that you have done or received? Um, One that I've done recently was just reaching out to someone who looked like they were having a hard time. Um, And that was really fulfilling for me too, because, you know, I think everyone needs someone to listen. Right. I'm happy to, happy to do that. Mm. But I love that. Um, what is what is something that you recently did that scared the shit out of you, but you felt inspired all at the same time? Um, how recent does it have to be? It doesn't have to be crazy recent. <laughs> um, I think it was probably skiing a double black diamond with Kelsey yeah. uh, a couple of months ago. Or maybe it wasn't double black. It was one that I would see on the lift. Mm-hmm. going up and I would say every time I was like absolutely not hell no I'll never do that and one day Kelsey and I decided to do it and it was so fun really yeah it was scary don't get me wrong like it was terrifying but it was also really fun oh, I love that and the last question how do you practice slowing down hmm how do I practice slowing down? I think listening to my body, I think would be like the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, kind of being more in tune. I know that's not a, that's not a super fast answer, but. No, no, it's, it's perfect. I love that yeah. because you really, I mean, I am learning that your body is your biggest compass. And if you listen to it, it's going to tell you what it needs 
Mm -hmm. And your mind will definitely need it too. I'm trying to learn how to let my body take the lead and let my mind follow. And it's definitely a practice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, and I think also too, something that I'm becoming more aware of is, you know, if something doesn't sit right or, you know, something isn't resonating, like your body will tell you um, and it'll manifest in some way. Right. Um, whether that's, you know, a breakout or an injury, like, I think the thing with my injuries, or, and I actually just, uh, rolled my other ankle recently no. thinking that I sprained it. Oh. And I was like, Oh my God, what, like, why, instead of thinking, why did this happen to me? Like, why? because it happened when I was on a run, a trail run. And I just kind of sat there in the middle of this trail. And I was like, why did this happen to me? And then I was like, wait a second. That's not the question I should be asking myself. I should be asking myself, what is this trying to teach me? What lesson can I take from this? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that is to slow down and Mm -hmm. and pay more attention. Yeah. So yeah, just like that, that little shift of perspective. Ooh, I love that. And now I'm wondering, would you be open to people connecting with you if they had any questions about backpacking and, and maybe the long trail? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram and social media. (laughs) Perfect. I'll take your I'll put your link in the show notes and thank you. I I feel like some people might listen to this and be like, Ooh, I would like to pick Haley's brain a little. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I feel like there's so much, like every experience is different. And there were some days definitely where I was out there that were way more challenging than others. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm happy you know, I think overall for me, my experience was so great and I can't wait to get out there and and finish it and do other trails because there's so many, like the networks that are around the country and the people that uphold them too. I didn't realize the Green Mountain Club has such, they do such a fantastic job of maintaining these trails and they're and the shelters and they're so, so great. So, um, yeah, but happy to, happy to, to chat with anyone. Sweet. Thank you. And is there anything else you want to leave the listeners with before we end our call? Any final messaging coming through that you'd like to share? Mm. I would just, if you're thinking about doing something, I would really just encourage you to do it. Yeah. Yeah trust the timing and um, express gratitude every step of the way. Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful. Haley, thank you so much for your time and for this conversation. I feel like I, I feel like a lot of wisdom was pulled out of you. So thank you so much for your time and energy. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. How good was that? 
If you are digging these podcast guest interviews, I invite you to consider joining the Rinse and Repeat membership because it's not too uncommon for some of these guest speakers to make an appearance as a private guest teacher in the Rinse and Repeat membership. So if you would like to connect with some of these individuals in a more intimate container, I invite you to hop on over to my website, rinseandrepeat.studio, and check out the offerings listed there and join the beautiful, expansive, inspiring, life-shifting community. I'll see you there. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode as much as I enjoyed creating it. And I would absolutely love to know what resonated with you. Um, Give me a shout out on Instagram or DM me. My handle is T-O-R-E-Y dot Hill. It's my name, Tori dot Hill. Um, And hearing from all of you literally lights me up. It makes my day. And it really gives me amazing insight on where to take the next podcast episode. So if you want to contribute and help design this podcast, let me know what your thoughts are. Um, I'd really, truly love to hear from you. And if this podcast episode made you think of someone in your life, please share it with them. Expanding this community will make this world a bit more magical and your help in doing so will literally make all of the difference. And lastly, make sure to follow this podcast so you can catch the next episode. I'll see you there.